Welcome to Rad Parenting. My name is Joe Sib. I'm sitting in the room with my co-host, Anaya Bogue. Yep, this is me. How are you? Bogue. I took your name right out of your mouth, didn't I? <laughs> you did. I'm like, you threw me off. Let's try it again. Hey, this is Joe Sid with Rad Parenting with my co-host. Anaya Bogue. There you go. There you go. I'm not even going to edit that out. No. That was real life it. right there. Yes. How We're are you real doing? People. How are you I'm, doing? I'm pretty good. It's good to see you. Nice to see you too. We've had a great couple of weeks, a great yes, guests. Yes, we have. Yeah. It just keeps getting better. Yeah. Well, the thing that I love about us doing the show together now is like you're pulling in your friends. Mm-hmm. Like Derek O'Brien- couple weeks ago i that was o'neill yeah Derek o'neill <laughs> Derek o'brien's the drummer for social stars yeah. <laughs> you know why i'm thinking of that is because our guest that's in here punk rock just drips off of this guy so i i was thinking of that <laughs> Derek o'neill was great right yes uh, uh and, I, and i gotta say that all of you guys that are taking the time to write us the emails and the questions that's the most amazing part mm-hmm. about doing this show so for that we thank you we know that there's a million literally a million other podcasts you could listen to you take your time to hang out with us here on rad parenting uh today i'm super excited because this is my friend i'm gonna throw out the word bro this guy has known me since <laughs> i was probably about 17 years old when i started coming down to fender's ballroom in long beach mm. a legendary punk rock club everyone played there from bad religion to the adolescents to the ramones to motorhead and this guy was the stage manager at that point and he gave me some strong advice uh, after my band played that night he said do not go out in the crowd and i said why he goes because some people will really like you and some people won't and the people that don't like you will let you know by punching you and i said wow okay cool i'm gonna hang out with you for the rest of the night that was really? the scene back yeah, in the day that was the scene that was the scene <laughs> now fast forward to i moved to los angeles i get a job or try to find a job uh and i run into him and he's at this point no longer stage managing working with lola palooza doing so many different things he had some trucks he let me unload i got a couple hundred bucks that was cool started working at dukes on sunset he would come in knew everyone in the restaurant because this guest knows everyone way more stories than me and a little bit later on Starts a thing called the Vans Warp Tour. Mm. It has been going on for 23 years, and I have had the honor of putting out the Warp Tour compilation for all of those years, I think, for except two of them. I've played on the Vans Warp Tour when I was in 22 Jacks. Uh, uh, Kevin also uh, is a, a, a partner with us here at Side One Dummy Records in the chaos that we do out there in those other rooms. Mm-hmm. So, Anaya, this, is, this guy knows everything about me. Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Lyman on the show right now. Kevin, yeah. how are you? I'm doing great, Joe. It's was that a good introduction? That was a great introduction, and it's great Did to I come cover over. everything? Yeah, I think you covered a little bit. You covered a little bit of what we're doing, but uh, good, good, thanks. It's always fun to do stuff yeah. with you guys. Nice to meet you, Linnea. I have nice to, to I have to thank you again, because when I told Anaya, I said, Anaya, Kevin has been a part of every incarnation of my entertainment career since the beginning. Gave me shows when I was in a band. Heard and some of your first jokes. Either. Some of my first jokes. <laughs> that, yeah, he'd yeah. say, you know what? I don't think it's that good. You got to yeah, work a little bit working. more. <laughs> Came to my That's first That's a show. real friend. Yeah, yes. real friend. Uh, you know, when we started Side One Dummy, helped, you know, came up with the, the idea of like, hey, why don't you guys put out the Warped Tour compilation? So he's a very giving person. Uh, a father of two. Yeah. And two daughters. Two, two daughters. daughters. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, How old are they? Now Sierra is 21 mm-hmm. and Sabrina 17. And wow. Sierra's getting ready to graduate college. And Sabrina's looking into schools right now. So I've got two. As my wife says, we've got two seniors and next year we'll have three since I guess I'm entering that age. Oh. So that's my wife's oh, joke. Oh, oh, that's nice. Fran's joke. She can bring wow. her cover. She can open the show for you she with her jokes about her husband. She can open the show. Yeah. What, what I thought we would talk about, and, and Anae and I were discussing this last night when we do our little pre-show interview, was I was like, you know, I was describing to you our relationship. And then I told you, you know, some parents get real excited because they're like, hey, I'm cool because I, I let five teenagers come to my house. Kevin, just so listeners know, I know a lot of you know this, but maybe some of you don't. The Warp Tour has been a tour that has been going on for 23 years, and it's not—it's the longest-running rock and roll tour that has ever been out there. Just to give kind of our listeners uh, a, a kind of snapshot of it, how many bands, how many buses, and how many teenagers each day are you dealing with during the summer? Well, we've been—we go out for about two months each summer, and we'll do uh, 42 cities uh, across the country in 50. Six days, and we travel with up to almost a thousand people on the road. Average age, except probably a few of us are bringing the average up, is right around 20, 19, 20 years old wow. working on that and on that tour. And we do about a half a million tickets uh, a summer, uh, not including all the free parents we let into the shows now. What? Free parents, yeah. And, uh, you, and so you're just you're literally on the front lines with the youth of today. You know, I have been, I, and, and it's been interesting because you know, I, I like to say that sometimes we judge teens, and that's where parents like get weird. They they all of a sudden forget. 
that they were teenagers. And that's what kills me when I sit around other parents. They forget what they were doing when they were teens. It hasn't changed much. Schools are much harder and things are different. But they have the same thing. And that music they're listening to speaks to them the same way that maybe – Bad Religion spoke to us or yeah, Dead yeah. Kennedys mm-hmm. or someone. And it's, it just kills me to see how parents just kind of like they forget what they're what they it wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. You know, you when you say they forget like what's your they when forget you're, that, when you're sitting you know, around in a circle. Like what is something you hear they, that you just they kinda... forget that, you know, the adolescent brain, and everything's still developing. And I've learned a lot about that mm-hmm. being out there and it's developing and there's risk taking going on. You know, there, it, it's part of growing up, mm-hmm. you know, um, and we we've kind of put all our kids in this like spray foam, like a, a bubble of bubble wrap almost. And you need to let kids be exposed to things. And that that all day festival and one of the things I did early on on was take it into the sunshine because I knew that 90% of the problems at concerts were caused by 10% under cover of darkness. Those guys that wanted to get you after your show, yeah. that was the 10% that got anyone under cover. Never even thought so of that. Oh. I thought punk rock really spoke to people in a different way and music spoke to So I took it out into the sunshine because once you took it out of the sunshine, it changed the dynamics of the show. You weren't looking over your shoulder as much and everything. So you, you, you're, you're literally saying, like, instead of doing primarily nighttime shows, you were doing so daytime shows. Daytime Remember that shows. Fender's Ballroom show I was talking yeah. about? Uh-huh. That was at night. Yeah. And those guys that wanted to probably pull my, you know, t- right. take me to the back right. of the room and beat me up because they didn't like yeah. my band. That was at night. So Kevin was saying, you know what? Got Joe it. might not be as afraid if it's during Well, the you, know, day. I, you know, and that's what I was saying because I'm, I'm saying you put people out in the sunshine. Mm-hmm. It's just a natural thing. We yeah. know that if you go through crime statistics or anything. But it was just one of those things. Put it out in the sunshine. That was the first thing I did. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and then we, we went to this whole program of trying to build a dynamic for teams. So they're building their own communities out on my tours where, you know, when we used to go to shows, it was like, you know, where are you going to drink your six pack? in the bushes and go into the punk rock show. Now these kids through this community are communicating year-round about this show. Mm-hmm. We don't tell them what time the bands are playing until 11 o'clock in the morning. So ah. they all are there early in the day. Uh, we also build food drives. Uh, kids are looking for a sense of community. Yeah. They really are. Uh, you know, I think this, this mobile devices we're on, there is a, a thing I talk about called the social media backlash. You know, we've got the social media blur. Technology, technology. I'm actually feeling that we're trying to pull it back and kids are going back to simple things. So it's like we do our canned food drive. Bring three cans of food to skip the line to get into the concerts. Ooh, so you have to nice. talk to your friends and build that community before you get to the show. Did you remember your canned food? Do you remember your canned food? And we've really created created a community for these teens. It's not for everyone. I am so impressed. It's not for everyone, this show. Now, when, now the thing, when you, when you bring up community... Uh, in this day and age, that many kids coming into, say, you know, 43 shows that you do. And you're out there and, and you said, hey, man, I'm bringing the age demo up because I'm, I'm here and I'm seeing all these kids come in. I'm meeting their parents. You even mentioned earlier, and I think some people yeah. thought you were joking around, that you do provide an area for the parents to come to to hang out at. Well, they're allowed to come and they can hang. We build a tent. It's called the reverse daycare center, you know, where we'll watch your parents while you're having a good time. Because I do you get a good turnout? For oh, that? it was it was great. You know, it's air conditioned. We've had masseuses in there. We show movies. We things like that. But it's right in the middle of the show. It's oh, nail right now. It's like my, my mouth is hanging <laughs> open. This is amazing. It's not right in the middle. It's not out on the outskirts. It's right in the middle of the show because I think the parents came and and about f- right around the economic downturn, you know, the recession, depression, whatever we were talking mm-hmm. about. I saw that people were taking their debit cards because everyone was living on debt. So mm-hmm. every kid had a debit card. They were all running around, and the kids were coming with cash to a show again and they were running out of cash because they weren't eating they were buying another a day to remember t-shirt or something so i said well you know what this is a moment when families are there's a moment when families came back together in some ways and i saw that coming back together during this time and i said you know what i don't think i think these parents and these kids will accept being with their parents and maybe we'll get younger kids to come to the show Uh some of that first because the second time you let your kids go when you realize it's a good event and we started letting parents in with a, a you know a, a an admission and we saw families coming back together so it's almost weird we've developed this strange like cult of like warped parents that have just come to the show that are yeah. still coming to the shows after their kids grow out of it and have gone on to EDM shows to you know drop at Molly in the desert or whatever yeah. Yeah. you know but their ki- their parents still want to be involved in warped tour so they're bringing groups of maybe kids with Without the means, you know, yeah. they're finding kids and they'll buy a few tickets for these kids and bring them to the Warp Tour to have the experience they used to have. Their, have their, their gateway concert be the Warp Tour. Yeah, and that's what we look their at. Gateway, gateway to the festivals. I yeah, love I love it. it. So I'm going to dive. I got to dive right into because you just said, hey, going out to see the EDM concert and drop Molly. OK, you're a very in touch dad. Um, I couldn't imagine. I know your two daughters. Super, super smart. And I know that your oldest has also spent the last three years going out on the, the road with you working. They both do. Didn't they both go out yeah, now? Yeah, they're both out. Sierra's been out now for 
five years with me, and Sabrine started when she was fourteen on the road with me. I don't. We don't let you know. You need to be eighteen to work on this tour. But I'm her guard, and it was something in her life that really helped stabilize. And she she works. She's a worker, you know, and you know, um, and she loves working. You know, I don't. Want, I'll get in trouble with the employment department, yeah. but she likes to be involved, and she works twelve hours a day. You know, and yeah. comes out there, uh-huh. and uh, it's really been a great part of her life. Um, my older daughter runs the nonprofit area. Uh, we work with over a hundred nonprofits throughout the summer. Um, some on a national level. We we've helped create things to write love on their arms. Uh, about cutting we try to take relevant issues and in the last few years it's a lot of it about online sexual harassment real life sexual harassment so we work with organizations like hope for the day a voice for the innocent because i'm also finding at schools now the school counselors are so overwhelmed they have a a staff load of you know two counselors for two thousand kids you so you really it's like you're scratching the surface of what these kids need right now yeah so we at such a critical time in their lives such an amazing yeah it's 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 so much coming at them right now Yes. And everything's so current. And, you know, we found like teen suicide. It's, it's you know, they didn't really have the resources. So mm-hmm. we bring resource cards and pass them out to kids for each community that we're in uh, because that's the problem with technology. It comes so fast. These split second decisions that affect kids for the rest of their lives are exacerbated, you know, yeah. sending that inappropriate photo on a cell phone, you know, to to someone where the emotions of that adolescent brain. There's no checks and balances. If you, you know, right. back in the day, I was saying if a band wanted to do that, they'd have to get their Instamatic camera the night before, take the photo, still think steps. it was a good idea. There was a lot of steps to a lot get of through steps. this. Yeah. A lot of chance to get sober, a lot of chance to realize bad idea. Bad idea. Now, yes. now you make a now you make a bad decision. It's with you for the rest of your life. Yeah. And and that's just the fact of uh, living in the day and age that we do. Being a dad, I got to ask you, and especially with two girls, and and just in your community with. Just your girls going to school and, and other parents and, and the rock and roll lifestyle. Has that ever, like as a dad, played into other parents that are so far removed, almost kind of, wow, you know, what's this Lyman family all about? Oh, you, you I know did. what I'm saying? Like when I've been I guess what I'm saying is when I go to your house, you know, I see the rancid gold record on the wall. I see the bad I see all of the music that you love. And if I didn't know who you were and I'm just maybe a dad and not part of that, you're like, what kind of family is this? And then you find out your daughters are going on the road and he's involved with rock and roll. And do you ever have parents come up to you going, I don't understand anything about I don't my want daughter. my daughter anywhere yeah. near those guys. Yeah. What do you think? I, I won't read his name, but I I, I met yeah. a dad last we were at a charity event last week and we do you know, I do it a lot and we we were sitting at the table, and you know, I'm kind of quiet in those social events. It's weird. I'm very comfortable around people I know, but I'm not never been that social like butterfly thing. So I'm just kind of sitting there, and they're all chatting, and you know, and then they, this guy goes, "Oh, what do you do?" And I said, "Oh, I'm in the music business." And we kind of got it. And all of a sudden, the one dad across the table is like, "No way!" I was at Lollapalooza in Florida. Da, 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 yeah. I kind of got it. And then the other dad goes, "Well, my son wants to be a DJ, and he wants to drop out of school. He wants to be a DJ, or he was, you know." And so I got an email from him. This I say, I always say, "Tell your son who I am." Just give my information. Here's my email. I'm not saying I'm going to reach out to him, but if he needs to talk about the potential of going into this lifestyle, mm-hmm. feel free. So he emailed me this morning and reminds me that I have to call this this guy. I won't yeah. say that. Um, and because he did email me, he says, you know, I looked you up and yeah, I'd love to talk to you about, you know, because maybe then the dad, because I told the dad, you know, like. Was the dad's feeling, I don't want him dropping out I of don't, school. Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. I want business. Like this doesn't yeah. sound like a And I said, well, you know, you, you, if you just discourage something to a teen, that yeah. was us. You discourage us from doing something. Not going to work. Then we're just going to go do it. Yep. Just to piss, just because that's us. Yes. And I'm like, look, there's ways to encourage him, but I can also talk to him about ways to kind of satisfy your needs, maybe not exactly, but having that educational background to me is still very important. Mm-hmm. I believe in education, and it was my crutch, I guess, you know, when I, I got my college degree, and it's changed now, of course, but I always felt like that allowed me to become the entrepreneur or go out on a limb uh, the way I have my life because I felt I could actually write a resume if I've, I've never had to, but if I had to, I could have done that. Right. So, I, so I have a way to talk. To, it's sometimes harder to talk to your own teens I was going to say because you're f- just dad. Yeah, you know? no, but let's let's talk about that. You know, here you are putting. You've been involved in rock and roll from from day one. Yeah. You have your own two daughters, and and you're the parent to them. I know in my household, I always say that you know my whole life was fighting authority, and now I am the authority, and I'm just not that good at it. But I'm very open to them saying, guys, this is my first time with a 13 year old. You know, or to my daughter, I yelled up at Chessa once. I said we were going back and forth. They go, look. 
You know, and I've said this on the show before. This is my first time. I don't know what it's like to have a 15-year-old. And she started going, what? And I, and I go, it's your first time being 15. Yeah. You know, that was my moment with her. Yeah. In your own parenting world, how is it when, you know, one of your daughters, I want to go out, Dad, to here. And you're like, I know what's going on there. Or, hey, I want to go see this band. Hey, those lyrics, come on. Like, do you have moments like that? Well, I always said, if you know, if you were cool about all music unless you, you walked in and your kids had Slipknot or Marilyn Manson posters. Then didn't get therapy for them. You know, everything else was cool. No, that was a you know, joke. So, but, uh, <laughs> I love that you had to say it's a joke. <laughs> joke, a joke. But it was always like this. Have you ever worked with either of those people? Yes, absolutely. I have. What so. are they like? And you know what? Very parents. <laughs> Other than Marilyn Manson, but yeah. you know, Slipknot guys are dads. Really? You know, you know and, I, and I think it's, it's, it's interesting. And, and you know, it, it, we've had a great open family, you know, and you know, there are, you know, we, we're actually fairly kind of like, oh my God, they want to go to their house. But we know that we, because we all care about our kids, mm-hmm. but we also have to let them fly and yes. soar. You know, and you it's the Nea's thing. Yeah, yes. Nea. say it. I know you want to say yeah, it. No, just I always say that we have to we have to give them enough room to discover who they are yeah. with guidelines to keep them safe. Yeah, and 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 also it's constantly reminding that go back and think where we were. You know, yes. You know, Fran will be like, oh God, they want to go to Hollywood to see a band or something, and I go, what were you doing at seventeen? Yeah, you're like, of course they do. Yeah, of course you were. You were going to see bands at seventeen. You know, I, I had a I had an experience that that recently happened. I don't know if I talked about it on the show, but uh, my daughter said, "Dad, she's really gotten into photography, and her and another girlfriend they're doing all these videos and making these um, photographs, and and they decided." They reached out to our company and they got some free sunglasses. And the deal was just take photos with the sunglasses. And they're like, Dad, we're gonna go to Laguna. We're gonna do this. And it, and it was it was on a Friday. And her girlfriend, who's a senior in high school, was gonna drive down to Laguna. And they're gonna spend the weekend at Grandma's house. So they'd be driving from Laguna back and forth. But the whole thing was is they it wasn't get, mom and dad weren't gonna be there. And there was a moment where, where when it was being told to me. By Karen, I was like, no way, not going to happen. She's like, Joe, you were going to San Francisco when you were 15. I go, you know what? As a parent, it's totally cool to be a hypocrite. That trip is <laughs> hypocrite. That trip is not going to happen. And then I'll never forget it. I pick my daughter up. We're driving in the car. She goes, Dad, I got to talk to you. I said, what's up? She's like, I want to talk to you about this weekend. And in my head, I'm like, no matter what you say, it is never going to happen. Kevin, she pitched it to me better than I could pitch it. And you know what I and, and I'm not saying and I know when someone's BSing you, she had she had where they were going to be, when the photo shoot was photo shoot with the 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 person was going to take place, where they were going to be, the cell phone. Dad, I asked how much it would cost to take cellular data and put it back on. Went down the whole thing, said I'll be talking to you uh, the whole entire uh, day and we'll be back in LA and and I remember when it was all said and done, I I before I knew it, I said, "You know what? That sounds great. Go for it." And I told Karen, and Karen goes, Joe, what did she say? I go, she had a plan. And you know what? I got to realize it's happening. Like, is I could sit there all day and go, oh, I wish we could play Legos and we're little kids. You know what? That yeah. will get you nowhere. And I, just like you said, Kev, I was like, you know what? Here And what you say now, here it is. We've, we've planned for this moment. Yeah. We were prepared for this. You're going to you're experience the world. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. And it yeah. was and for me as a dad, it happened with my daughter about to turn sixteen and and, and it worked out. You know, do you, have you had those and, moments? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And everyone, you know, we are gonna still worry. You're gonna worry. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But that's you know, that's because you care. But it's also you know, it's one of those things that's with you know, with with those guys. It's also you have to I think parents need to take a breath before they react to everything. You know, you need to, you need to just, and listen, especially if you, you know, if it's when they want to talk, you have to drop everything. I had to learn that because yes. I am a super, you know, that busy, I've got all these things going, I'm doing uh-huh. this. I got nine projects in the house. I got four businesses, five businesses going. And then there was this time, like, if they want to talk, because they're not going to talk to you all the time. Yes. Um, they, there's times they don't, but there's times when they talk and usually they'll start opening up. And if you pick it and just drop everything, and I've had to learn. And it's been really hard, but just to drop everything and listen. You gave Seize me that advice. The moment. Do you yeah. remember when you gave me that advice? I think I did. Yeah. Yeah. No, you gave me that advice yeah. about two years ago. Uh, uh, and you know, as all teenagers, oh, this do, is the guy. This is the guy. Mm-hmm. I just remember that because right you now. referenced that a couple. I times reference in the that show. all the time. And you Kevin know, and I had a call with him, and and I was like, oh gosh, so you know, she doesn't want to talk to me. She doesn't want to do this. She doesn't want to do that. And I was cool. having this big moment. He goes, Joe. And he just gave me that advice. He goes, look, here's the deal. Uh, when when they when she does open up or when you know you have that moment, it'll be at the worst time possible. It'll be after flying all day. It'll be just got home from England. I'm totally jet lagged. <laughs> Dad, you know what I'd love to do is go get ice cream with you. And you have to go, yeah, 
Yep. Oh, it's ten o'clock at night. Yep. Let's go. Let's I would, do it. The other night, Chester said to me. <laughs> Chester said to me, "This is. I'm not making this up. It was six o'clock." She goes, "Dad, will you take me to Target? Because I need to get some new supplies." Six o'clock, Target. I I was like, I'd rather go to DMV for the whole day. Like, <laughs> like I rather. Like, oh, come on. Now. I know. I was. Serious, but come on, that's crazy talk. And I swear, there'll be times. And dads, moms, Kevin is so right. I I I literally go. I always go. That's what Kevin said. We're going to Target six o'clock, and we and it, you know what it was. We had to go get one item, but we really talked about a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and thank God we're in LA because there was so much traffic. We had a lot of time together. Yeah, and you know, and and <laughs> we just walked around and we had a little dinner afterwards. But that moment wouldn't have happened if I wouldn't have done what Kevin said. It's yeah. funny what he said too. He just said what Derek O'Neill said back. Yes, take, take a, a breath. breath. Yep. Yeah. Derek O'Neill, who yeah. you met when you did this yeah. show, he uh, he said the last thing he said when he did his interview was he said everyone. When you talk to your child, just take a deep breath. And it is, it's, a, it's such a, it is that thing. It's just kind of, and you have to put your own, like, don't, dads especially have a problem with this because we have our little, like, we want attention kind of in a way. And, mm-hmm. and we start taking it personal. Oh, they, you know, this, this, and then you get angrier, and then they're like, and then, so you just don't learn not to take it personal. You know, yes. You know, you that's, one, that's one of the top. My, one of my top three rules of parenting is take nothing personally. <laughs> yeah. They're not. They're not trying to screw you over. I remember and, the first time you you told me uh, from one of our first shows. I remember you said it was about checking your ego yeah, at, at the, the door. door. And yeah. I was like, that is it's so hard connected. to do. Yeah. And it's yeah. so you're doing that as a parent. You know, I think all the things you know. And then it's it's just really it's difficult now because we're also challenged by technology. You know, that everyone thought like we, when we had, you know, Facebook and your mom got the Facebook page and, you know, and everyone thought they were following. The kids are smart. They're like, they're doing, they know how that Facebook, I go, yeah, they got the Facebook, but do they want you in their club? They don't want you. You're in yeah. their club. They're going to find that new club. Uh-huh. So they're communicating in different ways. And that's where, you know, it's weird because when we want to, now kids don't want to drive. It used to be like, I want my car, I'm freedom, 16, I'm out. Because they're communicating in different ways. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's, it is still trying to encourage that face-to-face because they are going to have to go out into the real world. They are going to have to deal with humans. I hope so, that you're going to still have to deal with humans. Me and Bill were talking earlier about maybe not, who knows. But you know, it's, it's acclimated. And that's, I think, been a, a good balance. You know, uh, For being out there on the front line, though, when you hear people say, there's always that cliche of, oh, gosh, this generation is not going to take care of us. You're face-to-face with the generation that's going to take care of our generation and, and the generations to come. How do you feel about the future of the world being someone that's dealing with, you know, between, 10, between 10 and 15,000 teenagers for 43 days a year? How I do you th- feel about the future of the world? I think we need to get out of their way mm. in many ways. They, they really are... There's groups. Now, there are, you know, it's the group I work with. I always call them very passionate. They're the kids in a community. But they do have a real grasp of what's going on. They do want to take change. They want to take help, things they can control. But I always say in business, when I'm at, I speak at a lot of universities and colleges, that old business is hanging on so hard. Yep. Hanging on so hard, especially in our business. Old labor. You know, the old model, everyone hangs on so hard to them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we need to just get out of your way. Now, mm-hmm. you need to let me hang around a little longer because I've been nice to you for so long. But, you know, the rest <laughs> of these guys can get lost, you know, um, and let you guys because I sit with Almost a lot. Almost like I'm not the enemy. I'm on your side. Yeah, I, I really I am on your side. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you know, let me come in and, you know, I'll stock the warehouses or whatever. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. It's cool because I'm really inspired by. Um, Is that the, old business holding on because they're scared? They're scared. Yeah. And they're holding on. And, you know, I think it's it's all like our business. You know, it was yeah. like you would see. Music business. The music business or entertain. You know, these, these guys. And I always like we were talking about, you know, West of La Brea. You know, it's like they're, that model. Mm-hmm. Big fancy offices. big. But you go Huge over salaries. you go over to the Highland Park or these places near Los Angeles. And there's kids working in these shared workspaces and sharing ideas yeah. and coming up with new models. And. There will be more people, and I've said it for a long time, there'll be more people making a living in the music business than ever before. A living. You know? Why? Because they're not, they don't think they need front row tickets at the Laker games mm-hmm. or their big house in Malibu. Mm-hmm. It's, and the music business was, was based on 90% failure. Well, and, and, and I almost feel like you're, there's something about, uh, and maybe this is because of the interview we did with Derek as well being mm-hmm. sort of in my mind, but the idea of that moving more toward the the creative aspect, like music or entertainment for the sake of the, the creativity and mm-hmm. the what it allows me to do as a human being in terms of exploring that creativity and expressing it, as opposed to, I want to be a celebrity, 
which I, to me are two different things. Absolutely. You know, there's the, the sense of celebrity and we build that up through our media or whatever. But then there's the sense of creativity. Yeah. And I, I don't think we've ever seen a more creative, like super creative time for more people have access to creativity. Maybe yeah. they're, they're using the internet to open their minds and, if this and is express possible. it out in the world, share it with and, the world. And, uh, you know, and it's, I really enjoy that. So that's what we try to do is try to mobilize these local communities. Mm -hmm. So when kids ask me, how do I get involved with you? And, and so many people have come up through the years and said, I came to work with my friends and, and it convinced us to start a band because we try to keep things basic. It's not fancy production. It's very... It's grassroots, you know. It, yeah, I mean, it, if you were if if you were to come to Warped Tour, I know you've never been there. It's it's basically, um, it's it's a party in a parking lot with good sound. Yeah, like it's there's not there's you know the bands don't play at night, uh -huh. so you know once in a while if the sun starts to set, you yeah. might get a little something lighting on stage. Right, um, you're gonna get you're gonna get uh, a lot of different bands and a lot of like minded people in the same area for. 12 hours or six how, how long is the show? a nine hour show, nine hour show. You know, and call it stirring the pot it was my philosophy of stirring the pot concerts yeah. we all used to go and lean on each other's shoulders through the whole day mm -hmm. watching one stage very straight ahead how many stages do you get and, just you know, so many can seven get a to nine shot. stages we've had comedy tents Joe had a comedy tent out yep, there yep. we had you know acoustic but a lot of and, it, and it's kind of I call it society needs to stir the pot a little more mm -hmm. get people to communicate you know and that's you know I think some of these things you know it's out of, you know, well, we're definitely in a society acting out of fear now, fear of change. I yeah. think that's what we're seeing in the political process. Sure. It's more fear of, of the world changing. Yeah. People trying to hang on to that old business I model want, of I America. I want to ask you a yeah. question, though. Okay, so you're in a, you're in a strange place because you brought this up, that old business, that old mentality. And, you know, you're not an old dude, but... And, I hey, am an I'm, old dude. Okay, okay. <laughs> How old right. are you now? How old are you now? I'm 55. 55. Okay, cool. I turned 50 uh, in August. Uh, with that said, so you're in a strange place. Here you are putting on a concert that has survived the music industry that has fallen apart and survived so many changes in music. You're picking all of those bands. Um, you're still breaking acts. You're still breaking... You're still making... Artists, you know, whether it was No Doubt that broke off the tour back in the day, Blink-182, Sublime, all those bands, first tour wow. with Kevin. Now, um, uh, the bands breaking off of the tour are, you know, you had Skrillex out there. And Katy Perry. Katy yeah, Perry yeah, broke. Yeah, I, I introduced that. Katy Perry. Yeah. That's I, I, Sidebar really quick, it. just so the listeners will trip out on this. Never forget. I used to host the Vans Warped Tour kickoff party. Mm -hmm. And then when I became too old to do it, Kevin said, you're a little too old. We can't have you here anymore. <laughs> uh, I'm the oldest guy. We need you to leave. Over um, the massage no, but you, know, no, you know what it was? It was... It was I I was I was hosting it and I did it for years. I was always it was a kick warped our kickoff party. We had so much fun. But I remember once Kevin goes, Hey, uh, this girl's gonna come out, she's gonna do a couple songs. And I go, Okay, cool. And I'm standing there with waiting to go on stage and she's got this umbrella with her. I'm like, What's with the umbrella? And she's like, Oh, it's my thing. I bring on stage and I go, Really? And I go, Okay, cool. And and I go, Anything you want me to say? And she's like, I'm gonna be on the van's warped. I go, Really? And I go, So and and I think Kevin like put her on between like Rise Against and Pennywise. Like it was not <laughs> Well we challenged, we put her up against <laughs> you, you know, she was she, I, I challenged her and you know and she she won that night. She came Whoa. out. She crushed it. It was when I, I kissed a girl, right? Yeah. That was the first song. Oh, yeah. wow. That, yeah, was, that, was, he saw that song wasn't out yet yeah. when I booked her. Yeah. But you, you know, that's what I look at. The punk spirit's in all of us. It's mm -hmm. not how you look. It's how you think. And she had that spirit. Yeah. I saw it straight yeah. up and go. And when I called, I said, I wonder, everyone's like, what? I go, yeah. And they didn't know who she was. A lot of people didn't know who she yeah. was. But okay, wait. My, so, let me just finish the yeah. question I had. I'm sorry. No, go uh, ahead. The point being is, how do you survive in that world with the old business and in that that they're scared and then you're the you're really the middle ground between the young new ideas and, and you know the young people might be hey you're the man and you're like i'm not the man and then the old people are like hey man you're not one of us you're it's been that way how how does how it's do you been that way my whole life okay. and and to be honest joe i'm at this turning point where i, I just don't think i can tolerate the old business you know i Got think it. we've had those discussions i i i see where it's at it's not moving this anything forward you know, it's it's it's, move, it's keeping they're keeping their mortgages, they're keeping their lifestyles, but they're more worried about their lifestyles than the better health of creativity and music. Yes, yes, and, the and there's nothing wrong with and there's nothing wrong with making a living. You know, I mean, I believe I you know I've probably made a better living than I could have ever imagined based on my career path at one point, but. You know, and, and that's, you know, and, and maybe that's why I do so much charity work. Fran goes, you have some weird guilt thing because you were this punk guy and now you make a nice living and you do all these things. And maybe that's psycho. I need Dr. Nikki for that or something. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's, it's one of those things, but I, and I'm really having a hard time with it because I was, I've been able to balance that now for 35 years. I've been able to balance that. And now I'm like, 
no, man, I'm back working in my garage. You know, I shut down. I'm back at kind of taking it back to the simple thing. And slow- how does it feel to go from from the the you know I, I the back when I, when he when he literally says he's back in the garage? I think it's important for listeners to know everything that he started just because I was the kid that would help in mm-hmm, the garage mm-hmm. is literally a garage. Yeah. Like when he's, you know, when he was doing the Fender right. shows and all that. We but, all, but that to me so sounds like the den mentality. of creativity. That's how I'm interpreting it. It really that. is. And, and for me, it's, it's, you know, slowing myself down a little too mm-hmm. because I feel I was so fast paced. And even with my kids, you know, mm-hmm. I was a parenting thing. I, I felt like I'm looking back and, I, and it probably skimmed through quite a few years, you know. So I, do you feel that now looking back? Like, wow. That, maybe it went fast. Yeah. There was a few years skimmed through. We've talked about things. And when you say we, you know, me you and, and you, the girls, you mean you, you know. But but I think it's always those things, you know. It's, and it's being on the road as a musician or yeah. artist or something. I think we we think we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. But and that's where we get in trouble a lot because going on the road is part of what we do. Mm-hmm. And then those things at home, and then you have to realize like you're walk when you're gone, you're kind of a distant parent, and then you come in and your your wife or your significant other and whatever it is 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 dealing with the kids in a certain way and you come in and try to so it's trying to find that balance. I think it becomes a huge thing for parents in our business. Absolutely. Um, that you, you'd always think I, I'm doing what I, so, so what, what you ask well, how it's changed. I, I know that I used to be the peer of a lot of people I toured with. I was friends with them. They were my friends. Now I kind of look at it as the mentor, mentor disciplinarian on the road. That's pretty mm-hmm. much my role. I'm not mm-hmm. a bro to anyone. I'm not hanging out. It's, it's, mm-hmm. if I come yeah. out on the road, you have a bro on the tour. A little bro. <laughs> well, yeah. Bro. We go to bed at 10 o'clock. Yeah. We're all tired. We got to yeah. get, you know, I got to get up at five 30 yeah. to work. I'm yeah. like, I'm not, not, there's those late night rolling down the road, singing yeah. music till four in the mornings. Yeah. Doesn't maybe happens once a summer. Yeah, but you know, I look as a parent. So now I look around the parking lot because I used to call it the 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 the, the pace, the walk, and I had that walk. Um, and you're on the road. You're doing what you do. There's a high energy. Everyone thinks it's a party on the road, but it's work. You're working and mm-hmm. you're doing what you want. And then you walk. You pace the parking lots. And I used to say that the worst thing that ever happened in music was when the Apple batteries got better, because when they used to die around five or six o'clock at night. You were able to let your fa- your family was home, and there there was things that were being dealt with, and you were out doing what you have to do. Yeah. And but now with everyone, they walk around the parking lot, and they're trying to. You cannot fix those problems wow. while you're on the road. You can't fix the problem at home, and you have to become that listener. And you're amped up from your show. Your significant others just need someone to talk to yeah. and immediately you feel guilty so you start trying to fix the problems they're not calling you to fix the problems they're just calling to talk to someone so you're trying to fix the problems and it becomes this conflict so I now instead I used to be that person walking around the parking lots so now I pull the guy over or, or girl I've seen him you know but we, we tour it's a, it's a very diverse lineup and I say look and I tell him that story I go you can't fix it right now mm-hmm. just listen yeah. just listen it's an emotional moment you're going to get emotional. They're going to get emotional. It's going to build. And then the next thing you know, you're having problems. And you know what? Things get distracting on the road. Then you're not you're ignoring, you know, and you think you're doing right because there's so many times I thought I was doing right when I take that 6 a.m. flight home to be home or right do the red eye, you know, in New York. So you could be there until the night mm-hmm. where you might have been better just to fly and get your rest and do what you do well and then come home fresh to come home so you can walk into situations because so many times you come off the road and especially when you directly come off of a tour. And, you know, my, you know, it was always Fran would say, oh, it's like a wild animal's coming home yeah, because your pace is so high and you're coming into my home oh. and no, I, back, yeah, yeah. i'm thinking about derek again and i'm like oh, okay so you want to like i don't know take off your cap or do something yeah, before you walk yeah. back in the well house. i mean what, yeah. he, what what we learned on that show god we referred to derek the derek o'neill show go and listen to it guys if you haven't listened to it yet derek derek o'neill great guy um what he talked about and it's so funny because you have two different people in the that that have been in the studio you have kevin lyman who you're you've hit on so many points that I have he questions, talked about, by the way. Yeah, okay. yeah. I was just going to say, you hit on so many points that you talked about. One of those things was as a parent, as a mother, as a father, uh, whoever, when you walk in, before you walk into that door, do some sort of, sort, some sort of, whether it's um, loosening your tie, whether it's, um, you know, putting on some other clothes that drop you into being dad. And what you're saying, Kevin, is, is yeah, w- when I come home from tour, and I, I know it from touring too, even, I think, I don't even know if people know about this that aren't in the world of entertainment, but what I noticed, and I, I, didn't, I didn't know is actually 
really exist, but I would notice that my body all day long, I would be cool, everything's fine. Come right around seven o'clock, I'd start getting a little antsy like around this. eight o'clock. And I for years was like I was like, what what's going on? And then what I realized, because I read it and it was crazy, it was from Flea from the Chili Peppers. Your body is getting ready for battle. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden, eight o'clock, doors. Okay, a couple cocktails. Nine yeah. o'clock, we hit the stage. Okay, and then but you know, the rest of the family's like, Dad. What what's going on? We just we're gonna we're gonna watch a little can of Queens right now, and you're you got your shirt off. What, yeah. what are we doing here, buddy? What are we doing? Why'd you yeah. crush? What six, is happening? There's no need to crush six Coors Lights right now. Why did that? Ju- you know, yeah, so, that's the thing. You sit down, yeah. and you don't realize that you know, two bottles of wine, and you haven't shared it with anyone. It's yeah. like your two yeah. bottles of wine, yeah. and you know it's it's. And, yeah. But then it was crazy because my daughters would come home. So then it was three wild animals in the house, you know? So we always found that easing. And I think Bono was the one that I said, when he, if Bono has to do this, it's cool for everyone. But like he, his wife makes him stay at the hotel down the block. And they ease, like they go the first day, ah. she goes down there. Then they bring the kids for dinner. And then he comes over to the house for a couple hours. And after a week, they can transition. So, so wow. I started, wow. we started doing that as much as possible. Bono. You know, what are your questions? Go. Oh, my gosh. I have so many. So. So first of all, um, I think that I'm thinking about our our listeners right now and for you to be somebody who has uh, insight because you're on the front lines with these teens and somewhat of a natural habitat. and, And I call it a natural habitat in that there's a certain freedom in that energy to just be expressing themselves without limitations, the limitations of school or being in their home with their parents or whatever. So what can you, what do you know? What have you observed about teens and their natural habitat that would be beneficial for parents to know? Well, I, I don't want to use, I talk too about bullying, but it's these, it's, it's all right to be you and they find like-minded people and those mm-hmm. like-minded people come into this parking lot. And they gather. And then they exchange that social information that they can communicate throughout the year with. Mm-hmm. And usually, I still believe music opens your mind to fun. Mm-hmm. Fun opens your mind to education. Mm-hmm. We've taken the fun out of school. So I think yep. there's a struggle there. If we brought the fun back into school, people would learn better. Agreed. But you know it, whether that's danger because of, of the, the, the environment that kids are going to school or we've taken arts out of the school – We've taken fun out of yes, school, so I don't we think we're, we're teaching kids the most proper way. Yep. So I try to create an environment that's safe, fun, number one. Mm-hmm. Some people would go, well, that's such a simple-minded thing. I go, but fun creates the opening your mind to yes. education, and if you're having fun, you relate with things. So all yeah. those nonprofits that we work with, you – they sign up more people than anything at our at, the, at this tour. I've had to convince people to come down. They're like, oh, that looks crazy, the energy. And, I, and they leave and they go, wow. And I go, yeah, if you go sign up Amnesty International at a normal concert, they're all signed up already. You're coming to Warp. They're having fun. They're free. This is my community now. You're part of my community. I want to support your community. Yes. You know, um, it's turned into some of the brands we work with and help us support the tour. I said, help these kids support fun. Don't keep pitching products to them, just putting something in their face, and especially in social media. So this is a way of introducing the idea of being in service to your fellow humans. When they're, when they're exposed to these nonprofits, being in this space where their minds are open, they're having fun. Yeah, and, and then, then also conflict. This summer I had some issues because we, we I, anyone that knows, I used to put on a lot of the first pro-choice shows in L.A. You know, you know we did those shows, Nirvana, mm-hmm. LSAT, Pearl Jam. I was involved we were very active in our community i think artists have gotten away from not all artists you know dave matt you know but a lot of them are away from activism or things they're not they don't want to stand for anything yeah because they're afraid to put their name out there because they're afraid of the abuse online so they just don't say anything yeah so i found a lot of things that you know so it's it's a challenge for me and this summer was where because we there was a group students for choice and there were they were pro they were pro life but they were more pro adoption and I was adopted so I'm glad someone had that option back in yeah. the 60s you know yeah. or I wouldn't be sitting with you possibly and um, and I put them out but nowadays because I let them as one of a hundred groups mm-hmm. I start taking this abuse that Kevin Lyman's pro life this 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 and mm. it's a subvert I'm like. That's what we were about. Punk rock was about putting conflict in a place sometimes, you know, differing yes. ideas. Yes. And society right now is taking, we, you know, our schools, you can't say certain, you can't talk about it. So I speak at colleges and I always tell kids, if, if you're going to have a trigger response or an act, be careful. I probably leave because I'm going to say things that are real. Right. But we need to confront them. Yes. You know, we're not confronting, we're not allowed to confront kids in school and teaching them how to have conflict resolution. Yes. Everyone is, to avoid, we used to have conflict 
made us move forward. Yeah, well, even to help people to think, to to know how to think, to know how to be challenged, to think through and form your own opinion instead of everything just being vanilla and, oh, this is the way it is. You know, I simplified it down to we we, PETA, too, comes to the warp Tour, uh, a vegan, uh, Mm -hmm. and and we've had spam. (laughs) And it's your choice. Yeah. You can make those choices out in that parking lot. Yeah. And that's what I think teens, you know, you need a platform. So this area is out there. You're making your choice because it's not watching one stage. you got to decide if I want to play it, go to this stage or you're going to. So it's mixing the pot. So every maybe one small group has the same experience, but everyone's having a different experience. But those are a community. Communities can have different opinions and different experiences and function really well. But we're, we're segmenting society so far and you're put into a box, you're put into a state, you know what? And then that's where you're supposed to be. And yes. We're, we're, and then it limits. Limit. At a time in our lives when these kids are, and I've, I've spoken about this before, so adolescence is the second round of what is called uh, individuation in the psychology world. And so these kids are literally actively seeking to figure out who am I in the world and what better place, as an example, yeah. to come into a space with a whole bunch of people who have a similar experience because they're a similar of a similar age group, have an opportunity to make choices in a variety of ways, whether it's which nonprofit am I going to learn about and support? Which stage am I going to go watch and be in the mix with a whole bunch of people where conflict is a possibility and have to navigate your way through that? Yeah, and, and I didn't, in, as a 50, so last year, we were talking about two summers ago, mm-hmm. society has changed. You know, I watch, I lived a life as a 17-year-old through social media. You know, I have a pretty large social media following. They have a lot of access to me. I've always been a person that a lot of people have access to. And I thought that you have to answer everyone on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You have to answer every response, everything. And it almost, like, it, I was going, whoa. And I can see where it can become overwhelming for a teenager. Sure. So I, I talk a lot about, you know, everything on social media has a half-life, basically. You know, so don't react immediately. S- think it through. Mm-hmm. Everything needs, we just need to slow down and be, you know. But I, I try to teach these kids, be thoughtful through your day. Make through the day. Pick up, we recycle, we collect things, we create, you know, it's that environment, and I think for me, it's you know, goes back to fun, and we've well, taken fun out. And if you, I've always learned whenever I'm having fun. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I agree, and it's like it's like, gosh, when, we're when say you're Derek happy, O'Neill again? I know when you're happy, you're creative. When you're creative, I mean, that's you know, being in tune with life force energy. That's how I would. Play. Yeah, and he, and the fact that we we learn so much more when we're in an environment that we're having fun. That's just a known known thing. I want my other question. I've got at least two more. Go. You said, and I quote, "The punk spirit is in all of us." I want to know what you mean. (sighs) It's deep down inside you. The punk. That's people say punk. You know what's punk? You get a lot of that now. Maybe at one point it was identified through a dress or a look. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that punk spirit is that people might be the entrepreneur spirit Mm -hmm. in some ways. But the punk spirit is it's always in there that you want to do something to that I'm there and I want to bring, but it's, we suppress it so much. You know, whether it's through, it could be just started with telling people like you can't color your hair or you mm-hmm. can't you can't dress this way or you can't listen to this music. or And we tell people, we try to put it into a culture and it's bringing that punk spirit out. We nurtured it together. Like I, I grew up in a hippie town, so it was all hippies, Claremont, hippie town. And then I start hanging out with punkers, and I go, we're all the same people. We all want to make change. We just look different. Mm-hmm. And we have to put those kind of things down. And that punk spirit has always been like, it's okay to fail. It's okay. We're going to keep trying. We can discuss things. We can confront things. But we want to make things better in the long run. Uh, you know, and it wasn't just better for ourselves. Um, you know, the, 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 the hippies and the punks were very much alike. I know people hate hearing that because the hardcore punks used to probably, you know, hated being known that they were like David Lindley too if they hung I, out in yeah, the same well, room. I, I, it, Kevin Lyman, it was a known, it was a known thing that the way you were described. Who's the guy on stage? Oh, he's the dude in tie dye shirt with I cut mean, off you, overalls. Doc Martens. Oh yeah, you had, you had he had Doc Martens on, <laughs> and then like and then like yeah, and then like a cut off sleeve tie dye. It was just, it was just a, it was a full on. Uh, snapshot of everything in his life, you know, like who he, you know, who, who yeah. he was as a person, dressing and thought ideas. And, well. and and I think you know, I guess the punk spirit would be what maybe even technology being a disruptor. We were disrupt. We weren't mm-hmm. just going to say that's okay, right? Even if it's okay, we may decide that that was okay. But that punk spirit is being willing to question, to question, not Love only it. authority, but being Love willing it. to question your, yourself. And, and you yes. and you should let your kids question you. Yes. Yes. My kids put me in check. Yes. 
you know, which is okay. Let them. Well, and, and I think that that ties back to the whole old business thing, because I think yeah. that we get stuck, you know, it's, I, from the time I was a child, I always thought, what a strange thing when I hear people say, in my day, and I'm yeah. like, what do you mean in your day? Is this not also your day? Are you not still breathing? Is your heart not still beating? Like, But to me, I think what that means is a time when I felt like I was really creative and alive, and we like leave that behind, and we go on autopilot. It gets, it gets sucked out. I can't stand when people say, back in the day, my day, I hate that so much because what you're insinuating is that it was better then, and if you really are honest with yourself, have you ever said, like, man, right now, today's awesome. You don't say that. You're just going through life, and then you get on the other side of it, and you have some mythology of that it was better then. I hate yeah. I, with music I can't stand that. I can't stand it with anything. It's it's today's today and the the punk spirit that I feel that you're saying and it's great having a nay here because you have two people that are so embedded in that idea but I think you just said it best Kevin is it's really questioning and not the stereotype questioning authority. It's not that. It's questioning yourself. Questioning your parents, question and not and, and I know that has a negative connotation. What do you mean you're questioning? It's just having a discussion. It's more about having a discussion. At the end of it, I feel what we might have lost and steered away from. But it feels like Kevin, I got to ask you that we might be steering back to that. Is it's not the division anymore? Oh, you think that? Then you're wrong. If you're not on my, if you're not, if you're not aligned with a hundred percent what I believe in spiritually, economically, uh, uh, uh musically then you're no good because it has gotten to that to a little bit do you feel though that it is starting to come back around i think with a, a lot a group of people mm-hmm. a group of okay. parents you know and, and and parents are starting to understand i think parents are much more engaged you know but we've, we've also got to let them go we got to get them out of the bubble you know let them get dirty you yeah know? just basically we it's dirty in, you're going to get dirty in life you're going to end up getting we can't and i think what we're having and i see and i see that for i see that when people come on my tour bus let's just you know how how we've kind of been there our lives we've kind of rolled through it and seen some then i watch these people my age that come to visit and they're they've somehow put their life to where it's just everything's in order yep. everything's there and you let them loose for a minute and they go bananas yeah <laughs> they have no it's like wait like because some, because what's being put down when you have everything so monitored and dialed yeah. in is that creative spirit that needs to have a place to go. And, and that's when why it we have these workspaces now where people just come and they want to work. And, they yeah. want to, and, I, and I don't, you know, people say, oh, that's just a lazy millennial. And trust me, I got some issues with millennials, I guess, too, you know, but the, that's a new mentality. Like, I, it's not, this, the world's different now. Yeah. You can flow, you can do, be really... And that's not to say that we can't, as as you've been doing, yeah. a, a little further along the plat- path, mentor based on what we have learned to help them dial that in. So, yeah. yeah, let's have more creative space. Let's have more. But let's also remember that here are the things we need to get done at the end of yeah. the day. I have a question. because okay. I, So if I'm a parent listening to this, why should I say yes when my teenager says, hey, I want, totally want to go to the Warp Tour this summer? If you have any question, come with them. Come with them the first time. I encourage you to come with them. Um, do you get a break as a parent on the ticket? It's for, I let, I've been letting them in for free. You let the parent in for yeah. free. Nice. I'm, I'm having a hard time right now because some of the bands I'm booking are almost as old as the parents, but you know, <laughs> this year, but okay. Well, you, you know, know it's so one of those really... things, but you know, go out into the world with them and it's the best thing to me. And, and, and when I get emails from kids that go, I threw a, a basement show at my house and it was three cans of food to get in for the food bank. You taught us Love. to do that. Love. Or the parents come up to me and go, Wow, Kevin, that was the coolest band I've ever like seen in a long time. Every time I die, you know, the dad's wearing the t-shirt. You can never, and but we get shot down. And I always say it's in music. You get caught into a period of music. That's just a microcosm of everything we get stuck into. Yes, that we get stuck. That that genre of music. The my day. The my my day. day, You know, and nothing else. And I'm saying it's there's a you can go through life and find have a great day. And just start it with a new song. Yeah. Open your mind to a new music. And it might, it's just, a, for me, it would be a spark to open up more things. And, and, and to it, stay connected to your children. And the kid and the parents come to me and, you know, it's not for everyone. Warp's not for everyone. I tell everyone, it's not for every kid out there. But a certain, what, what we do is hyper-serve a certain community that probably needs this right at this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it is strange because we do get a lot of things that, you know what, I look, and you don't want this, but they, they look forward to the warp Tour each summer because I know I'm going to go be around like-minded people having the same problems as me, and we're all going to get thrown. Yep. You know? Um, 
you know, we it's 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 changing time ultimately. And you're on the front line of it. Kevin, yeah. you got to get to the dentist, man. I know. I, I know you got to get to the dentist. Uh, I got to thank you so much, Kevin. As I said at the beginning of the show, you've always been such, such – you've always been in any form of anything I've ever done in my life from yeah. playing music to stand-up to my radio show to our storytelling show. You're always such a supporter. And, and today, having you come in here, I felt like before you came here, I go, I know everything about Kevin Lyman, and I learn something new every single day. And the biggest thing I took away from this, what I love, is the fact that the old – business hanging on the old attitudes hanging on and that you're right in the middle of it and and you're seeing the young people um just give them that chance because they've they can do this they've got it because yeah. we were all given that chance mm-hmm. and and we did okay i yeah. think we did pretty but, good but your trick's getting old joe to get me to come over and try new things you usually say i got this beer tasting you got to come over and taste <laughs> no, no, it's, you know, and i come over and then all of a sudden it's a radio show or, or something you're doing but i great. like that you were already in the parking cool. lot you're in the parking lot and and and, and invited anea and our other guests for the barbecue at his house yeah we'll this do guy. something yeah I'm he excited. seems very interesting so yeah if yeah. you're lucky you get invited to the super bowl party yes <laughs> it's <laughs> outside yeah we watch the game is this bigger than your fourth of july Oh party? yeah, I've learned all my all my backyard. All your yeah, is from him. Is from from him. Kevin. Yeah, everything. Got it. everything. No Christmas party this year. Though. Yeah, no Christmas party. It was got way too big last year. <laughs> it's what, I didn't even see you at it last year. <laughs> so big. I think at a certain point though, Nate was playing music up there, yeah. and, and you were playing music. Yeah, it was, it was fun. It was great. Kev, thank you so much. Always a great guest. Hey, um, do you um anyone that wants to check out the Warp Tour, you can just go to warptour.com. Yeah, or follow me at Kevin Lyman. Is yeah. my Twitter. Kevin and, Lyman on Twitter. Uh, um, and he's very very interactive with that. Spell Lyman. L-Y-M-A-N. Right. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Um, follow him on Twitter. And uh, thank you again so much for being a part of the yeah. show, Kevin. Really appreciate it. And I got a crazy question to ask you. Uh, yeah. Do you think Do you think uh, your daughters would ever come on without you and, and, and talk a little bit about what it was like having a dad involved in the music business? I, and I, what... think, I think they would. You know, you I went to would? a show last night with Sabrina. We had a great time. We went over and saw uh, Good Charlotte. We got, it's fun to go to show. We go to shows together. I'd love to get their perspective. We yeah. did that one yeah. more time. We had, a, um, we had a, a woman that's involved in the homeschool community. Maggie Bear and then her son fin- uh, Phineas. Phineas. Phineas Phineas came on because she talked about homeschooling how great it was no. boom, boom, boom. and then he came on and he I mean, was brilliant no, no Sabrine would, Sabrine would lay it out okay we go nice. to the show all he does is talk to people okay people come up to him I'm yeah. distracted so I go watch the show from the other side right. but then we always drift back together and I want I want to hear nice. that I want to hear that nice. thank you Kev so much right. for being on the show um, hey for everyone else if you got any questions hit us up at radparenting uh, radparenting at gmail.com and one last time I know I always hit you guys up for the reviews on iTunes it really helps us get the word out about the show and um, we've had some parents sh- uh, share the show on blogs uh, especially up in Canada I, I don't know if it's nice. because of a name people I know but th- there have been different families sharing the show on 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 these blogs and we're just getting more and more listeners it's super super cool and uh with that said we are out of here my name is joe sib and anaya boke and for kevin lyman we're all gonna say late on the count of three one two three late yeah.